has an ear to hear he who has an ear to hear he who he who he who has an ear to hear let him hear he who he who has an ear to hear he who has an ear to hear he who he who he who has an ear to hear let him hear Peace and light, y'all. Welcome back to Kodashim. Before we get started, I'd like to give another shout out to all my brothers at UNU Network. You can check out their socials at U-A-N-D-U underscore network on IG and U-A-N-D-U network on Twitter. The link tree to all the podcasts are on both of those socials. Now, if you would like to specifically follow Kodashim, you can do that on underscore Q-O-D-E-S-H-I-M underscore. That's on both IG and Twitter. If you got a question, a subject you'd like me to speak on, shoot me a message and, and we'll see about getting in the show. Now to the meat and potatoes. Last week we spoke about free will and part of expressing free will towards Elohim is building a relationship on effective communication. Effective communication. And this week we're gonna talk about how to pray. Just as in any relationship, our communication with our Father is essential for building a strong foundation. Prayer is also productive when it comes to engaging in spiritual warfare. We must know how to pray though. I'll say that again, we must know how to pray. The first thing we must understand is in order to re- to make a request to our Heavenly Father, we must go through His Son, Yahshua HaMashiach, because belief in Yahshua is how we are able to have union with our Father, right? If you read through the Old Testament, then you would have seen in the time of Moses and after that where we had those who went to the Lord for the Israelites and then came back to them right and since we've had Yahshua HaMashiach and he has was uh, crucified for our sins we no longer need anyone to intercede on behalf of half of us that's what he is for and that's why we go to Elohim through his son all right now before i go any further i would like to say the use of the use of hebrew words is not necessary all right because we all learned most of us i'm assuming learned about spirituality through transliterated names right jesus christ holy spirit god you know there are hebrew names to this stuff and you do not need to know them in order to have a relationship as I've grown in my spirituality, I've done some research, I've found out what these names are, how to pronounce them, what they mean. Sure, if that's what you want, go and do that, no problems, but it is not necessary. We do not need that in order to have communication with him, all right? So the first point I'd like to make is, the more we grow in the spirit with him, 
the better our prayer life gets, right? So how often are you speaking with him? Because he wants to hear from you. Like I said last episode, he wants to hear from you. So how often are you speaking to him? First Thessalonians 5.17 says, pray without ceasing. The same way you probably talk to that significant other all day, your friends all day long through text messages, through comments, DMs, whatever it is, have that same energy when you're talking to your Elohim. Keep that same energy, right? Prayer is a learned behavior. It cannot be forced. Nobody's going to force you to speak to him because it has to be sincere. All right. If you're not doing it from the heart, then why are you doing it? If you're not doing it from the heart, then why are you doing it? But just like just like with working out, you work those muscles, you get stronger. Work out those spiritual muscles. Read that book and speak to him. And and watch your life change. Try it out. If you don't believe me, just try it out. It's that simple. Next thing we got to do is toss out the scripts, the recited prayers, and just speak from the heart. I'll give you a quick story. When when I first started taking my spiritual journey seriously, I was not on my knees with my hands clasped together in a dark closet somewhere. I was literally walking down the street. And I couldn't tell you what got into me except the Ruach HaKodesh. All right, I got to a point where I was tired and I couldn't look anywhere else. I was taking a walk and I just started speaking. And it didn't it didn't hit me until about five minutes later. I'm like, okay, I just had a conversation with God, and that was probably the best conversation I ever had. Just 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 out of nowhere, I just started speaking like as if I was speaking to anybody. It's just it's just speaking. It's nothing more than that. You don't have to do anything special. You don't have to recite something you heard out the Bible. You don't have to recite something you heard the pastor say. All right. Speak from the heart. Because if it's true and he knows if it's true and sincere, that's what counts. A question I got from a couple friends last week was, well, how do I pray? And the Bible shows you just how you should do that. All right. So we're going to turn to that and we're going to use those scriptures and we're going to speak about how to pray. So let's go to Matthew chapter six and we're going to start at verse five. And it reads, and when thou prayest, thou should not be as the hypocrites are, for they love to pray standing in the synagogues and in the corners of the streets that they may be seen of men. Verily, I say unto you, they have their reward. Before I get going with other verses, I will say this is Yahshua speaking to his disciples. All right. This is him speaking. All right. Verse six. But thou, when thou prayest, enter into thy closet. And when thou hast shut thy door, pray to thy father, which is in secret. And thy father, which seeth in secret, shall reward thee openly. Now, let's stop there because I just told you, you don't have to be clasped on your hands and knees and in the closet. Right. But it has to be in private. When I was walking down that street, I was by myself. It was probably one o'clock in the morning. When you're at home 
Maybe you're not at home by yourself. So maybe you do need to go into that closet. And there's nothing wrong with that. When, when I'm at home with my wife and my sons, I go into the garage. And she knows what time it is. And she doesn't bother me when that time comes. And that's it. That's time for me and him. Find that time and find that space where you can be alone. Because like it says, pray to the father, which is in secret. And thy father, which seeth in secret, shall reward thee openly. Verse seven. But when ye pray, use not vain repetitions as the heathen do. For they think that they shall be heard for their much speaking. Be not ye therefore like unto them. For your father knoweth what things ye have need of before ye ask him. Like we stated earlier, get that repetition out of there. Those, those scripts that you, that you get from the pastor, throw that away. Speak from the heart. He doesn't care about those big words. He cares about what's in your heart. He already knows what's in your heart. So you can't fool him. All right. You can't fool him. Now, this is where it gets good, because this is the direction in which we need to be using when we're praying. And it starts at verse nine. After this manner, therefore, pray ye our father, which art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Now, let's stop because everybody knows this prayer, right? The Lord's prayer. How many times have you heard it? Before every football game, don't, don't those football players recite this prayer? Well, maybe not all of them, but don't football players recite this prayer before they go playing their game? And now just looking back on it, like, what for? Anyways, this is part of that vain repetition, right? So if they're just reciting the Lord's Prayer, are they speaking from the heart? Or are they just reciting something they've heard, something they've known all their life? I'm going to read verse 9 again. After this manner, therefore pray ye, our Father, which art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Direct your prayer to Elohim. Speak directly to him. Our Father, which art in heaven, give reverence to him. Hallowed be thy name. Verse 10. Thy kingdom come. Thy will be done in earth as it is in heaven. It's all about his kingdom and his will. All right. So if we're not praying for that, what are we praying for? Now we're going to pause there and we're going to go to another scripture. Proverbs verse 14, 12. There is a way which seemeth right unto man, but the end thereof are, are the ways of death. All right. So if it's not all about his kingdom and his will, and it's about us and what we need, the way of man always ends in death. I'm going to read that scripture in Proverbs one more time. There is a way which seemeth right unto man, but the end thereof are the ways of death. It's not about us. It's not about your kingdom. Do you have a kingdom? It's not about your will and what you want. It's about his will, his kingdom. All right. Verse, verse 10. 
I'm sorry, verse 11. Give us this day our daily bread. A request for our needs. When we go back to the book of Exodus, when the Israelites were leaving Egypt, Elohim provided sweet manna for the Israelites to eat. He gave them water from the rock so they wouldn't be thirsty. Now, they were wandering in the wilderness for, for 40 years. Go back and read it. Go back and read it. He provided for them. And on Fridays, he provided double. So on the Sabbath, they didn't have to work. Remember the Sabbath and keep it holy. Give us this day our daily bread, a request for our needs. So what is it that you're needing? Not wanting, what is it that you're needing? Okay. Verse 12, and forgive us our debts as we forgive our debtors. Are you forgiving those around you for, for the things they've done to you? Because how can we ask for forgiveness for our transgressions if we can't forgive those around us? For the longest time, I'll tell you guys, I, I hated my dad. Hated him. For the, for the simple fact of leaving. He could have stayed in Virginia and never been with my mom and I'd have been cool with that. But he left. I hated him for it. And it destroyed me on the inside because I spent so much energy hating that man. I don't hate him anymore. You know, I've forgiven him. It's cool. You know, I mean, it's not cool that he left, but I'm not going to hold that against him because I'm my own man now. Um, but we got to forgive those around us who 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 harm us, either physically or emotionally. Got to forgive them and to be able to move on. That's only going to strengthen ourselves. And if we want forgiveness for what we've done, then we have to show that same mercy to others. Now we're going to pause there and we're going to skip ahead for if to verse 14. For if ye forgive men their trespasses, your heavenly Father will also forgive you. Verse 15. But if ye forgive not men their trespasses, neither will your Father forgive your trespasses. Just like I just said, we got to forgive. We have to forgive. Otherwise, he's not going to forgive us. And we need that forgiveness. All right, because we're sinners. Every day, we're doing something. We're thinking something. One wrong misstep, right? Just like in free will. Did you turn left instead of turning right? Did you ask for forgiveness for making that left turn instead of going right? He forgave you. Did you ask? Let's keep going. Verse 13. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. Last week, we spoke about Satan roaming the earth like a lion, seeking whom which he can devour. If we're not asking God to keep us from temptation, we're going to be devoured. If we're not asking him to deliver us from Satan, that lion is coming to get us. Okay? We got to remove ourselves from there. Matter of fact, in the group chat last week and, and somebody asked, like, do you avoid temptation? 
or do you fight it? My answer, avoid it if you can. Sometimes you can't avoid it, but if you can't avoid it, don't put yourself in that situation. Okay, because what is that going to do for you? If it's a weakness that 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 really has a hold on you, are you going to be able to withstand on your own? Maybe not. Just like I told y'all that alcohol, weed and women was it for me. And no, I could not stand strong in that. Had to let it go. Had to remove myself. Therefore, I cannot be tempted. The other half of verse 13. For thine is the kingdom and the power and the glory forever. For thine is the kingdom and the power and the glory forever. Remember his power and kingdom are forever. When we leave this physical world, there is a spiritual world. After we die our first death, then there's judgment in the spirit. All right. And eternal life is the goal. A place in his kingdom is the goal. But we've got to do the work to get there. We've got to walk that walk that we're talking. For thine is the kingdom. Like we said earlier, it's all about his will and his kingdom, right? For thine is the kingdom and the power and the glory forever. Now, like I said before, you probably heard this prayer a million and one times. Well, let's make it a million and two because we're going to go through the whole thing one more time. After this manner, therefore, pray ye our father, which art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done in earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread and forgive us our debts as we forgive our debtors and lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom and the power and the glory forever. Amen. There it is. There's your roadmap to prayer. That's your direction for how to pray. We took all of one, two, three, four, five verses. We broke that down into six parts. And, and that's how we should be directing our prayers. I'm not telling you to go recite the Lord's Prayer. Not at all. But model your prayer after that. Right? Do not pray as the heathens pray. All right? Do not pray like the hypocrites do, seeking to be validated by other men. Speak from the heart. We've got the model. Speak from the heart. And after we pray, we got to be patient. Like we said, we got to wait. Wait on him. Because his timing is always on time, right? The problem is, the answer may not be the answer that we're looking for. And so, we don't want to settle for that. 
because that answer may not be what we're looking for. We don't want to settle for that. Or maybe we're not hearing the answer because we're not waiting because we're not we, we don't have the strength in our discernment to hear that answer. All right. Either way, we got to build up those spiritual muscles. How do we do that? That spiritual seasoning. Get in that book. Strengthen that prayer life. All right. I got a question for y'all before before we get out of here. Do you ever wake up in the middle of the night wondering why you can't sleep? You ever thought maybe that was him wanting to speak to you? You ever wake up in the middle of the night wondering why you can't sleep? Maybe he's calling you. Quite a few times I wake up in the middle of the night. No problem. I mean, I don't really sleep too much anyways. But when that happens, I prefer to clear my mind through a little meditation and then pray. You know what happens after that? I'm filled. I'm filled in the spirit. I can go back to sleep. All right. Next time, I'm going to challenge you guys. Next time you wake up in the middle of the night, go pray. Go pray. And then be patient. Philippians 4, verse 6. Be careful for nothing, but in everything by prayer and supplication. With thanksgiving, let your request be made known to God. Make your request known. And then be patient. Allow him to work in his time. Allow him to move when he's ready to move. Because what's good for you, he already knows. You may not know. The timing that's right for you, he knows. You may not know. So my challenge this week, strengthen that prayer muscle. Strengthen that prayer muscle. Watch how many times you talk to your friends, to your significant ones, your family. Now measure that against how many times you speak to Elohim. Uh-oh. Uh-oh. Measure how often you speak to your loved ones against how often you're speaking to the one that loves you. And if you see a huge discrepancy, do something about it. It's that simple. Just do something about it. Prayer can happen anywhere at any time. All right. It says we should it should be in private. Who's to say what private is? Like I said, I used to be a barber. Many a times I could sit in that shop and be to myself. It may be 20, 30 people. I could be by myself, though. Right. Who's to know what I'm doing if I'm sitting there? If I ain't got nobody in my chair. How do you know what I'm doing? Privacy is what you make of it. Nobody has to know that you're sitting there praying. Strengthen that muscle. All right. And watch how that changes your life. He who has an ear to hear. 
let him hear.